Welcome back on the News Hour. Friday, it's time for the Illini Notebook. Brian Barnhart joining us, getting ready for another doubleheader weekend. This time, you at least get a little bit of a break in between ball games. <laughs> Not even a full 24 hours, though. Tomorrow, it's Illinois football against Penn State. 2.30, the coverage starts. 4.30, our kick. And then Sunday, it's a noon tip-off for Illinois basketball on the road against Rutgers. So two notebooks again there for you, Brian, and then we'll get into a little bit more normal of a rhythm, I guess, if there's any such thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we got football here to finish up, so that'll be good. And, uh, you know, as it turns out, it's I think somebody wrote in the News Gazette today about, you know, we're playing on an empty stadium with a foot of snow or two feet of snow. And uh, a coaching search in progress. That's got like an appropriate end uh, to 2020. And, of course, half the games have been canceled uh, this weekend. So they kind of the idea – and everything's been done on the fly. But, you know, the fact that um, like Indiana was supposed to play Purdue, what, last week and then got canceled and then they tried to reschedule it and it still had to be canceled again. And it's been uh, – kind of stumbling to the finish line here yeah then you learn kirk ferentz has tested positive but asymptomatic over at iowa it's just and then the empty stadium is not only empty but it's one of the largest stadiums that will be yeah. empty in the country it's yeah. just just weird but illinois still has a chance to finish with their third win obviously no lovey smith he was fired this week rod smith is the interim head coach and he says treat this like a bowl game well, that's the way they have to look at it because this is the final game. And, and, and I talked to him earlier today, and we talked about how, you know, this uh, every chance you get to play football, you got to take advantage of it. And also life throws you curveballs or high hard ones inside. And for these young guys, uh, you know, a lot of them very close to Coach Smith, Lovey Smith, you know, they're without their, the guy that recruited them. So now how are you going to handle this? Are you going to come out and, you know, put your put everything on the line and try to win the game, or how how discouraged are you? So it's a great sports are a great metaphor for life, and I thought that was a great message from Rod Smith to the guys to say, hey, we got some work to do here. Let's get it done. Some Illini defensive players out last week, mix of COVID and injuries. At least some of them, because of COVID, will be gone again. And don't know the status on some other guys, but also Illinois without their number one wide receiver, Josh Matter Bebe, who has opted for the NFL draft and won't play. And if there ever was a guy that was a great person to talk to, mm-hmm. was a, a a brilliant mind and a phenomenal athlete, it's Josh Matter Bebe. Yeah. So they'll miss yeah. him. Oh, very much so. You could tell the first time we talked to him in a media session, uh, he just came across really, really well. Very thoughtful, very insightful, very mature for a guy that age. He he's, kind of sounded like he was a 30-year-old guy as opposed to a college young man. So, yeah, no, we're going to miss him, and I'm, I'm going to miss his uh, leaping catches and his mm-hmm. ability to – I'm, I'm guessing somebody will check him out in the NFL and give him a shot. We've had some other guys who, you know, similar type receivers and others who you thought, well, they're not going to make it, and they did. Greg Lewis, for instance, played for a long time in the NFL. I he could barely, you know, he didn't play much here. He was a backup a lot of the time. So you just never know when they get to that next level what's going to happen. Absolutely. All right, and the Nittany Lions on the other side, Illinois, gave them a game for about three quarters two years ago here and under the lights at Memorial hmm. Stadium, and then they walloped them in the end with scoring 63 points. But that was a game for a while they hung tough in. They did. Yeah, that, um, it's been a couple of years since that game happened, but – yeah, I've been impressed with Penn State. Even though their record, they started 0-5. I mean, they should have won the Indiana game. If they don't, you know, should have, would have, could have. But 
Had the young man stopped at the one-yard line, the game would have been over, but he scored and gave Indiana a chance to come back, and they did. I mean, they battled Ohio State, you know, lost that one at home. I guess the one head-scratcher at home was losing to Maryland. But other than that, you know, going on the road to Nebraska, lost there. They lost to a good Iowa team at home, and now have rattled off three straight wins. So they uh, defensively kind of surprise you. I think they're better than people think. They're about fifth in the league in both pass defense and rush defense. So that's the upper upper tier of the Big Ten. You'd thought with the 0-5 start they'd be near the bottom of the stats, and they're not. They're actually a lot better than that. And then Illinois basketball on Sunday against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They'll do that game in New Jersey. And Illinois coming off a, a really complete win against Minnesota on Tuesday night to start Big Ten play. I think it'll be a different game altogether against Rutgers. We already knew from last year they're a pretty good team. They return almost everybody. They're scrappy. They're physical. Steve Peichel's got things cooking there. There's a good team there. Oh, tough team. Tough physical team, yeah. I mean, last year's game was a – was a tough one here when we played him here and, you know, got beat out there in Piscataway last year. But, you know, it used to be in the early years uh, when Rutgers first joined the league, you know, Rutgers struggled. They weren't very good. But, boy, that crowd is something else, isn't it? You know, and, and but now, you know, last year they combined the two. You know, they had a great crowd and a great team. This year there's no crowd, but still a great team. And, I mean, this you know, they don't play a lot of guys. But, wow, I mean, they're getting uh, Geo Baker back. you got Ron Harper Jr. averaging about 22 a game. Miles Johnson can block shots. And, uh, I mean, Jacob Young. I mean, you just go down the list. These guys have played a lot of basketball together, and, and they're really good. And so this will not be easy, crowd or no crowd. All right, we got a notebook to get into, or notebooks, however you want here, Brian. And they're brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. All right, uh, the last trip to Happy Valley, I, I found this – Hard to believe, but I get, I looked at it twice. The last time Illinois was in Happy Valley was 2015. 39 nothing Penn State oh, win. No wonder Bill, I forgot about it. Bill, Bill Cubitt was the coach. Uh, Christian Hackenberg played in that game, threw for uh-huh. 266 yards, two touchdowns, caught a pass in the game. Uh, Penn State's won five out of six. You mentioned the game, 63-24 in Champaign. It was only 21-17 at half, and Penn State scored five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Illinois 1-9 and all-time in Happy Valley. Won there in 2010, Texas Bowl year, 33-13. Remember that. That was a great deal of fun. And the Illini wins in the series against Penn State have come in 1960, 2001, Sugar Bowl team, 2007, Rose Bowl team, 2010, Texas Bowl team, 2014, Heart of Dallas Bowl team. And they uh, two teams did play once uh, in Cleveland in 1959, actually in 1950. Said, let's meet in the middle. Yeah, I guess so. That was early on in the series. And uh, that's about all I've got as far as uh, that game in particular. Rutgers, of course, in Illinois. The Illini have dominated the series overall. But uh, two of the games stand out in particular, both at the rack. One was the game that uh, was believed to be John Gross's you know, last chance to make the tournament with that Illini team. And they didn't. They lost 62-59. And the other one is that memorable three-overtime game where both teams scored over 100 and Maverick Morgan had a huge game that day in the uh, triple overtime uh, for Illinois. So there's a couple of memorable games. We've had a 99-91, something like that, score with Rutgers in overtime in the last couple of games and a, and a low-scoring game in the 50s. And then Georgie Bichonishvili set a freshman record right. against them a couple of years ago, right. too. With 35, yeah. So there's a little history there, and they've got a good team. 
all the talk about Rutgers, why are they in the Big Ten, and can they compete, that's not a question around men's basketball anymore. No, and I think football, Shiano, I think, will do a good job. He's already done a great job with them this year. I think they've gotten more than they even thought they would get from him in football. So good for them. It's a great, great school academically. I mean, it fits the Big Ten in that regard. So, But uh, hopefully the sports teams for them will get better as well. All right, Brian. Well, we'll look forward to calls for you tomorrow and Sunday. And All right. Appreciate it. That's the Illini Notebook from Guido's, Billy Baru's, Jupiter's, and Seven Saints. Local news is next.